And welcome to the untold hour. You're not imagining things. Back. I'm back again. Jess is back. Probably to leave again, to come back again. Oh, God. But this was a surprise comeback. I actually should not have been here yet. Yeah. But uh, but uh, holidays are happening. COVID's getting bigger. Everybody's slowing everything down. So we're taking a break. Hopefully not yeah. till after the holidays will I be out back, out back, back out. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, we get to jump on the old untold hour train talking yeah. about shit. So I figured this we could have this be our like catch up episode. For sure. And uh, and uh, we can discuss the first episode of um, of uh, Expedition X if you would like to, because it is the first. I would the first like really tangible ghost experience that I feel I've ever had. I want to hear about that. I wish you could tell me more about some of the other episodes, but I understand if you can't. But I know from your social media, you were in my neck of the woods, dude. Oh, dude, you're okay, Maryland, right? Yeah. 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 So we went to Maryland. It's so pretty there. Like yeah. so pretty. I don't understand why you came to LA, honestly, because Maryland in the fall is crucial. Oh, it's crucial. My God. It was and it was at the end of the fall. Like most of the leaves had fallen off the trees. It was mostly gray and rainy and cold, but it was still a thousand times prettier than yeah. anything that we get here in LA. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I impressed. tell you, that's when all those goat man ideas came. That's when I got mm-hmm. all my ideas for all my spooky shit was Maryland in the fall wandering around. It gets so picturesque. It looks Beautiful. like, yeah, it looks like uh, a Halloween town at times. Totally. But if you can't tell me about any Maryland episodes, I'd still love to know more about episode one for sure. So, yeah, I can't tell you about I can't. <laughs> by the way, my dog is snoring. I don't know if you yeah. guys can hear her. Here, let me see if I can give you some doggy ASMR. <laughs> that is great. I, did it come through? I couldn't it tell. It did. Okay, good. What is it? There's, it's, there's something so peaceful about animal sleeping sounds, yeah. even if they're snoring. Yeah, she's a sweetie. Um, so I can't tell you what I was in Maryland for, but right. friggin' loved it. Um so far the new season's doing well. I mean, we're only in, I think only the first two episodes have aired. So, um, but everybody seems to be enjoying it. Um, it was certainly, I mean, being away from home is really rough and the hours are very tough, but I had a great crew, um, great producers, great, you know, story. I mean, everything is actually like this, this season, I feel like everybody figured out, you know, like first typical first season, everybody's trying to figure it out. I feel like this season, it really gelled. And uh, I had my first, what I would consider my first real, my dog, my first (laughs) legit, like super hardcore ghost experience. Like I know from season one, 
there was the Island of the Dolls thing, which definitely threw me for a loop. But I feel like that was more of like a, a an emotion, like overwhelming sure. emotion. Um, this episode, the first episode that's aired, which is us in Nevada City, which is next to Virginia City, which is actually in Montana, I'm pretty sure. So it was like super confusing. Perfect. But um, it's like, I don't want to give away the plot in case sure. anybody hasn't seen it yet. But I actually saw stuff move in front of my eyes that should not have been moving so on its own. Can I, uh, let me ask you questions and then you just tell me if you can't answer them. Okay. What environment were you in? Well, for Nevada City, I can give you all the the stuff. Oh, okay. So Nevada City, we were at, we were in Nevada City. We were staying there. And we were doing like a ghost hunt um, overnight. So we had the run of the entire uh, the entire like. But like, were you in an old park. theater? Were you in a? We went everywhere. We walked around everywhere. We had set up these. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since we did it. And I had uh, we set up these like infrared lights, some cameras. Um, some of them we set up down in the walkways because one of the um one of the tales is that there are ghosts that are from the civil war era and before that walk the um the um the sidewalks throughout the town because everything in the town is from the original buildings except for i think one or two buildings which might not be from nevada city but were from that era that had been brought in okay to kind of build up this park. And so, so a lot of ghosts supposedly walk the sidewalks um, or the boardwalks, like actual literal boardwalks. Um, then there's a, a ghost of uh, the big one we were coming, going there to look for was George Ives, this guy that had been hung there. And uh, he supposedly walked, walked the boardwalks. He also supposedly haunts the saloon. And we had some weird stuff happen in there. Ooh. I mean, so much weird stuff happened in this town that a lot of it didn't even make the cut for the show because it would have just, we would have just not had enough time me, to show everything. There's ghosts on the cutting room floor? <laughs> there's, there's, I think so. I think there's like a few things because like we had such a big, like we had so much ghost activity there. Yeah. That like the big stuff made the show, but like the stuff that you're like, huh, I'm not, you know, maybe, or I'm not totally like, we didn't, we didn't need to try and massage right. it to make something out of it because we had such amazing stuff on the reg. So yeah. like the, so in the scene that you see me lose my mind is there's this yellow house. And the minute we got to this Nevada city place, I was like obsessed with this yellow house. I don't know why I just, it felt freaking. Like it was watching you. It was calling out to you. Calling me, yeah. And so um, the first place I went when I was given free reign to kind of wander around this um, this town and like do our investigating was I went straight for the Yellow House. And it's uh, supposed to be haunted by this girl that died in the home. And they were kind of like middle class, upper middle class, I believe, because it's very it's a very nice house. Not that that means anything, but just like that that's the backstory. But she had died, I believe, of a disease, not anything um, terrible. And I guess the only reason I'm bringing that up and specifically is you think Wild West, you think gold mining town, you know, the George Ives character who we were actually going there for specifically was like a notorious bad guy. You know, a lot of people did die violent deaths, but we, the reason I pointed out like she was middle class, upper middle class, like girl that died of a disease there was because 
she didn't really have that kind of a what like your stereotypical western backstory of like having a horrible tough life that she yeah. had to just like work through she just kind of unfortunately just passed away and ended up in this house for some reason so anyway i go there and we walk in and the, my cameraman and i hear what sounds like a woman's voice or female voice coming from the upstairs right side bedroom so wow. it's a two floor two story floor or two story home so on the second story it's just two bedrooms there's like one on the right side and one on the left side and then that's it there's like a hallway between them and a porch outside which you can't even get to it's locked so we go up there and this is because it's a historical home and it's used for like museum tours and things of that nature it is all decorated period style inside each of the rooms and then you can't actually access the room they have a plexiglass um door of sorts that is bolted into the door frame yeah. and then locked with a padlock and it's high enough it kind of comes to um like just above uh my chest so that it's not something that i myself i mean i'm sure some people could but i myself could not easily jump over this thing i think you would not be able to just like launch yourself over without making a lot of noise or needing help from like a step stool and i say that because that's what i was looking for after the fact to see if anybody was messing with me yeah they weren't because i was looking for evidence because i was like oh man is like did somebody set something up to get a reaction out of me um absolutely not like i couldn't find any evidence of that and i'll tell you the whole thing so um so yeah so it's not an easy jaunt to just hop over this thing and go and and do whatever both of these rooms are completely um are completely empty except for the furniture the only way in and out of any of these rooms are these windows, which by this point have been basically bolted and painted shut. You know, mm -hmm. they're like locked. Can't open them. Um, the only way in is these doors that have the plexiglass on them. And I'm looking around. I'm listening for this voice. I'm doing like a call and response to see if I can get any kind of, you know, response on our recorder. I'm not really getting anything. Um, and while I'm looking at the rooms, you know, it's it's pretty the armoire doors so they don't have like a dresser drawer set they have armoires and yeah. the armoire doors in both rooms are shut while i'm there but i had heard that voice and so i go and i call for my co-host to come and check this house out with me you know because now i've heard it and my cameraman's heard it whatever we've got we've got on tape and uh, and you know hey this is our first lead, lead of the night Come on over. Let's check this out. He comes in. We go back upstairs. We hadn't been hearing anything. I had gone out to get, I like, I had gone downstairs to meet him down in the foyer. I get him. I bring him upstairs because I tell him about how I heard this voice. And when we go upstairs, the armoire door on the right-hand side is open and it was closed mm -hmm. before. And I start freaking out. I'm like, that was not how it was like two minutes ago yeah it was just here that thing was totally shut and we turn and we look into the other bedroom and as we're looking the door starts to open on its own <laughs> and i lose my friggin mind i look at him and you could you know and he's a scientist and all this so he's always kind of poo-pooing um as is his job 
sure. all the weird stuff that I'm into. Um, that is the whole point of the show. But I looked at him and you could see that even he, like the gears, like the wheels were turning and the right. smoke was coming out of his ears. Cause he's like, what could this possibly be? And he's like trying to explain it away to himself, but he's also fucking terrified. Cause we were both like, Oh my God. And then something slammed the door downstairs and I lost it. And I like ran out of there. And, uh, but it, man, was it cool. It was super so fun. What does he say that was? You know, do you guys chat? And he's like, well, you know, it clearly was no ghost. Oh, well, you know, he he thought it could be a play of the light from our our um, flashlights. Yeah. Which, yeah, I could see if you were freaked out and doing that and moving your light, your flashlight around, you could throw some crazy shadows. But we were like pretty still and sitting there and like watching this thing open. Yeah. Um, I checked all the padlocks. On all of the all of the door, like I checked every door in the house, all of them were locked. For the yeah. plexiglass doors, not allowing us to hop over, those are actually padlocked in place. I checked yeah. the padlocks. All of the padlocks still had the spider webs intact around them, meaning that nobody had touched the padlocks and tried to open them up and blah 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 blah. It had been sitting there for however long it had been sitting there. Uh, there were no doorways back into those rooms other than the the area they would have had to pass by us to get in there. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I checked all the downstairs. There's no way I checked all the windows. It was all locked. It was raining that night. So the only, I checked all the um, steps and stairs to see if there was any other footprints other than the ones we left. It was just us. Yeah. So, I mean, I thoroughly looked around that place. And I could come up with nothing other than the fact that we saw something haunting the house. Were there uh, people that <clears throat> knew that house to explain to you whether or not there were specific spirits that were known? Yes. And so their backstories? There, yeah, there were some backstories there. I can't remember the little girl's name off the top of my head, but it was her family home and yeah. that she apparently had gotten sick and died. Um, we also do recreations for the shows for B-roll and things of that nature. And so we use, we try to use a lot of the local people as much as we possibly can, especially ones that are actual reenactors. So the thing with Nevada City, and I highly recommend this now that I've had my own experience there, is not only uh, can you join a recreation group to go in there and be like a, a, an, a, like spend the weekend learning how they used to live back in the Wild West kind of thing, yeah, they also have old school cottages that you can rent Airbnb style and just stay Oof, there for cool. the sake of staying there. Yeah. And I think there's a hotel that used to be a hotel back when the town was actually like a, a, a flourishing town that you can still stay there. I don't know what their COVID rules are currently, but that's kind of what, you know, you can go do. So if you get a chance, go and check it out for sure. But the, the point I'm trying to make, which is, you know, I always end up off on these tangents is that we used some of those people that go on the weekends to recreate stuff. And yeah. we said, and I was talking to him and saying like, Oh my gosh, like that, I can't believe that actually happened. You know, like, what do you guys think? Do you think it's legit? And they swear they're like, Oh, yellow house. Totally. I call it yellow house. I don't know what the house's official name is, but yeah. you can't miss it. Yellow house. Absolutely haunted. She said stuff happens that one of the ladies that was there said stuff happens there all the time. Like it, like, and not even there, like the saloons, a big time haunted spot, like the whole, the whole town, the whole town is just yeah. next level. 
I'm trying to look up uh, what it could possibly be. Look and, up Nevada uh, City uh, Victorian House. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I mean, it's a little, I don't know if that would I do be. see a lot of nice, cute little cottage Airbnbs, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was different. Like it was like so on like what's happening like like so close to my face that I was just yeah. like, oh my God, I was completely overwhelmed. It's not the wrinkle know, really mansion, cool. is it? It might be. Well, is there anything else you can share about any of the other episodes that are in the can that haven't aired yet? Even if you've got to keep it vague, broad um, strokes, any specific I, yeah, I can, topics I can, you're diving into. We did a really cool UFO exploration that hasn't aired yet i think we did uh uh the one that did it no i think the one that i'm thinking of has not aired yet i don't know when it's going to air either they keep changing up um what's coming next so i'm not sure but um but anyway the point of this is that out in around the santa fe area you can still find the location of a ufo landing spot that is very famous that's all i can say right now it's very famous once it airs i'll tell you guys but it's still in it's still there it's still out there almost completely untouched and as far as i can tell not on private land so gotcha Take that with a grain of salt. Definitely, if you're listening to this podcast and you decide you want to go do road trip, t- road trip style and see if you can't find this place, do your own research. As far as I'm aware, it is not privately owned. But then again, I was not the one going out trying to secure our permits. <laughs> right. So it very well could be. And if you go out there without doing your own research, you are you know, risking your own ass. Right. So with that being said, um, but it, like it hasn't, it's just sitting there, this like landing spot. And um, and uh, so what I've been doing is all of these places I go to, I have been gathering these little glass vials and filling them with um, like soil, weird shit, just weird shit. Like I went to George Washington's like because it was like crazy road trip time, you know, so I went to George Washington's. This was not part of the show, but like while I was driving to one from one location to the other. Yeah, I went to George Washington's childhood home and I uh, and there was like a um, cotton field in the back to represent like what it was like when he was living there. And so I took a little piece of cotton and like stuffed it in this glass vial. So now I have like cotton from George Washington's house. That's cool. From the UFO site, I got dirt from where the UFO actually landed. And I'm sure it's full of radiation. And I put that in a glass vial and I've got yeah. like like actual Dirt from where this thing landed, you know, That's this cool. famous UFO sighting. So I've got that. Um, Maybe you can mix everything together and do like a weird science type of event and like yeah, regenerate George Washington and an alien. <laughs> yeah. and- I got stuff from um, from uh, Maryland, from the um, from what's the river there? Potomac. Potomac. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Poconos. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> from the Potomac, I got obsidian from this volcano that I ended up climbing looking for a UFO. Like, I've just that's like, cool. I've got all these crazy little glass vials of things that I've been collecting and I'm labeling them all and trying to put them on display museum style. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and keep them as kind of this like really cool, weird, weird souvenir, like self souvenir shop thing that I made. You're like, I got a little bit of Billy Bob Thornton's blood in a vial. Essentially, yes. That is kind of what I'm going for. I totally remember that. <laughs> Absolutely 100% remember that MTV red carpet walk up where they oh, were yeah, sitting there dude. talking about that. They both had their blood around blood, their necks. Blood vial. She's in her tank top. They said yeah. they fucked in the limo. I remember all totally. that. Um, well, get at me when you come back with a little Petri dish of goat man doo-doo. I will. That's... I will. I was looking for the goat man stat and I or scat and I couldn't find anything. But when yeah, I do, right. you will be the first <laughs> to know. You know what I did do? Good old Mike Shaw. I got him a gift from the Bigfoot Museum. That's great. Yeah. So I got him something from there. Does um, he know? I have he, UFO he, dirt. If you want a, a vial of UFO dirt, I have a whole bunch. Yeah, I want a vial of UFO dirt. Of course okay. I do. All right. I'll get you an air. I'll give you an Aristotle, my extra bottles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got like four bottles because I ended up like just filling this plastic bag full of dirt and carrying it yeah. with me for like two months. Did um, anybody ask you at any point? Were they like, what are you doing? You oh, know, no. Nothing? They're just looking at me like, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. None, none of my activities shocked anybody. Um, That's great. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. So, yeah, that was that's kind of it. Like the, we've got um, we've got. Hopefully 13 episodes in all, you know, these last ones we'll see. But um, I mean, we've got so much content coming people's way. I think they're going to really be stoked. That's and cool. uh, and it's, it's so much better than what it was last year, even just yeah. in um, even just in my voiceover. First of all, I have terrible voiceover. I fully acknowledge that. Hmm. But it's, it has gotten somewhat better this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you missed so many amazing guests on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I, I talked to a UFO researcher. Nice. Um, I mean, I went deep into childhood horror memories with Ooh, my friend Olivia. I saw Olivia. somebody was texting you about um, Unico? Unico? Well, yes, yes. Unico and the... That wizard, uh, that wizard in the block people. Yeah, that's exactly. fucking fucked up. That thing fucked exactly. my, like, my mind. I can't, I can't watch it now. It's I terrifying. Know. And do you know that I think Sanrio refuses to acknowledge the fact that they, like, verbally acknowledge the fact that they were involved in that movie? Really? Yeah. It's, it's such an anomaly. Not, yeah, it, it's like the black, it's like the Sanrio's black cauldron. Like it's, it's yeah. like they don't, you know, it, it, it exists and they're not going to hide it because that's dumb, but they're yeah. not going to talk about it much. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a bunch of interesting guests and then we did a big listener stories episode last week that was so cool. There were so many great stories and a lot of them were from a long time ago. I feel like we probably have so many in that oh, inbox gosh, because these I'm, were let me see. pretty I've old the and they were good right now how many do we, we you know what i don't think we do have that many we've we've actually with our current email address we are not kind of caught up pretty caught up well the one of the um stories i read last week at the end of her story she said i'll make sure to update you 
uh, as I get further along. Her story was specifically about seeing shadow people uh, mm-hmm. during her pregnancy. Ooh. And and that was from Kat. And so she did send a follow-up. So I thought I could okay. read Kat's follow-up if you want to hear that. Yeah. Well, give me a quick recap of Kat's original story, not only okay. for myself, but for folks that maybe haven't heard the first episode or the episode of her first email. And okay. then let's read the second one. Well, it's super quick. So why don't I just reread the first one real quick Okay. to give you the refresher? So when I was a child, I used to see this entity in my room at night. The entity was an older woman with long, greasy hair, long, cracked, dirty, pointy nails, and a sunken in, rotten face. She usually showed up in mirrors or at the edges of my room. She would just stand there and stare at me. I used to bury myself under my blanket with a nightlight until the morning came. As I got older, the sightings of her went away. Until recently, now that I'm pregnant. I was about 25 weeks when I was up at my best friend's lake house and I was up late one night Snapchatting my friend. I lifted my camera to take a picture and behold, the entity that I used to see as a kid was reflected in the app. I freaked out. Dropped... Dropped my phone and didn't touch it till the next morning. Sadly, I did not snap the photo. I am now almost 38 weeks, and I see this entity on and off ever since the lake house sighting. I'll keep you all updated on if I keep seeing this entity after I have my daughter. And uh, and she said, I also found an artist who will draw this entity for me, and I'll send you the picture when it is completed. Okay. Now, we have an update from her, but I don't think we have a drawing from her. Okay, well, you what's know, the update? What's interesting is I also just watched a horror film that was about a monster coming through an app. And uh, it was called Come Play, and it was based on a short film called Larry, which I think was kind of like a creepypasta thing. Oh, okay. About a, a grody dude coming through a, an app. So anyway, this Swipe is... Swipe left? Swipe right? It kind of was. It, it is like you're reading this story about Larry, mm-hmm. and you have to swipe to turn the pages. And if, and if you get to the end of the story... Larry comes through. That reminds me of that one dude's apartment in New York. And he was like giving everybody the live play by play of his haunting yeah. on Twitter, which I called BS on. But yeah. Did we ever, what was the end of all that? I, I don't what know. Was, I have no idea. It just kind of stopped happening or like wonder, he stopped writing about it or I just stopped li- looking. Well, he probably sold the pitch to Blumhouse and then he stopped writing about mm-hmm. it once he'd gotten enough attention on tweeter mm-hmm. okay here is the update from cat she says i i just heard my listener story this past episode thank you for telling it i'm finishing listening up listening to this episode now as i'm typing this up i hadn't sent an update i was uh, distracted being a single mom with an infant and now she's six months old and doing Aww, well nice the last time i also, saw the entity yeah congrats cat the last time i saw the entity was the night before i had my daughter while I have not seen this entity recently, there have been other weird happenings and a weird story from my grandma. For the first two months, nothing happened and all was quiet. After the second month, I noticed that my daughter's binky that I kept across the room or downstairs would show up in her bed. Usually, my daughter was sucking on the binky. I imagine binky's pacifier. Yeah, binkies are passies. Pacifiers. This- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird because I'm a single mom and I do not have anyone but myself to soothe her at night. I live with my family, but they strictly stay out of my room during the night while she's sleeping. The second weird occurrence started happening at this time, too. For background, my stepdad is in the military, and he gets up at 4 a.m. in the morning to work out. He has to pass my room to get to the gym in the house. 
I keep my door open at night to keep the room from getting too cold from the AC. While walking to the gym, my stepdad had been seeing somebody standing over the crib while I'm sleeping. At first, he thought it was me, but then he realized one day that I was still asleep. He said it looked that this figure was bent over, soothing my daughter. This is creepy as shit, but maybe the entity is soothing my baby. Thanks, but no thanks. The final weird thing started happening recently since my daughter can now sit up in her seat and is starting to play with toys that are given to her. There have been several instances that I see her staring at an empty space, smiling, giggling, and offering her toys toward this area. It freaks me out because because I have no clue what she's looking at or smiling at. There's literally nothing there. She acts as if someone is there trying to play with her. With these weird things happening, my grandma told this story that made my skin go cold. Background about my grandma is that she is a survivor of the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia. Khmer Rouge Rouge in Cambodia. Mm -hmm. And had to go through a lot. Holy shit. Yeah, I know a fair amount about that because we were in Cambodia last year. Oh, can you... The fucking, I don't really want to talk about it. It's really okay. bad. It's really, okay. it's very heartbreaking. Cool. Well, uh, sh- not cool, but I mean, got it. Yeah. She had to go through a lot to get here to the United States. Because of this, it makes her seem like she lost her marbles a bit. And she goes on rants about a ton of weird stories. Usually, I just listen and nod until she told me this story. When she was little, she described seeing the same entity as myself when she was a little girl in Cambodia. And like myself, it went away as she got older. She then said that she started seeing the entity again when she was pregnant with her oldest and has seen it every pregnancy since. She would describe how she would see this entity soothing the babies to sleep. She said the entity would usually stick around for about a year and then go away. My grandma said there was no harm done by it and she welcomed the soothing entity. She stated that this entity was part of a legend from her culture but didn't tell me exactly what it was. When I heard this, it chilled me to the bone, and I tried Googling it, but there was nothing. I'm going to try to talk to my grandma again and see if she could tell me more about this. I wonder if the entity was attached to her and then showed up for me. I wonder if maybe my mom had the same thing happen to her, but she doesn't entertain the thought of weird shit like I do. Like I said, it was a weird story that leaves me with so many unanswered questions. If I can get the legend out of my grandma in full, I will update y'all and let you know. Stay awesome. Damn. That, that goes back. That I'm v- oh yeah, I'm very curious about what her grandmother has to say. Yeah, for sure. Dude, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty rough. Um, but wow. on the flip side, glad to hear that whatever this thing is doesn't seems to just kind of stick around and and look over the family? Uh yeah, I don't know. You and know, then, it's like, so pieces weird. Out? It's so weird that I just watched that movie come play because it's kind of about something similar. It's not as like tied to familial legacy, mm-hmm. but it is about this somewhat of a shadow figure that um, they aren't sure whether or not it is there to hurt or protect their child. Yeah. Um, and it keeps appearing. But I guess that's a running theme in a lot of things. I mean, yeah. Annabelle, I mean, that's kind even. of the shtick. That's kind of the shtick. That's a cool story, though. I mean, but whoa, sure. that's like gonna. That's got the potential for a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very scary. <laughs> is very what I was scary. going. Very scary. There was a like an actual like you know somewhat highbrow, well-read word I was going to use, and it completely dropped out of my brain the minute totally. I was trying to say it. But um, 
but yeah, yeah. that's a pretty hardcore. That's going to be hardcore for uh, sure. That's a good one. Well, yeah. so anything else that I missed? I mean, I know that this is going to be a somewhat short podcast because you uh, have some house stuff you got to do. I actually just got I into do. town yesterday and I'm still kind of bouncing back. But I was you know what? I was thinking about how would you feel about committing to a month theme? Ooh, yeah. I was thinking about this while I was traveling and I was like, you know, I would love to do a month of like, this is okay. I don't, okay. Let me preface this with what yeah. I'm going to say next with, I don't, I think I got onto this subject matter because I was listening to other podcast, like historical podcasts, yeah, which were talking about, um, presidents and their mistresses like JFK and like a variety of mistresses he had. And he had one that apparently got murdered while Whoa. she was on a um, like a running path by her house or in her neighborhood. Wow. And then that made me think of Chappaquiddick and all yeah. this other stuff and like Marilyn Monroe and the rumors surrounding her. So I was thinking, what if we spend a month covering murdered mistresses? Yeah. You know, Ooh, and then the next sure. month, like true crime stuff. And then the next month we could cover like this, like haunted houses, like famous haunted houses. And then the next month, like totally. let's, let's theme up our months. And then like, I'll take a, I'll take a mistress. You take a mistress. I think I'll that's take a great a house, idea. You take a house. You know, I think if there's one thing our podcast has never been accused of, it's being too organized. Yeah. So why don't we, why don't we take a swing at, yeah, theming out. Our months. I love it. So here's the flip to this because it's never easy for us, I feel, especially mostly because of me. Since I do have the possibility of having to hit the road again. Yeah. In hopefully the latest in January. Do you want to start that now or do you want to hold off? Why don't we launch? Well, it would make sense to, well, it would make sense to like launch December with a themed month. Do you mind doing that and then just picking up the slack for the two weeks that I'd be gone? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do Murdered Mistresses. Murdered Mistresses. December. There's no way to, well, dismembered December. Uh, there's no way to. Dismember? We could skip Murdered Mistresses and go straight into, like, just murders. Yeah. But I like the I mistresses like the, I like angle. the focus. I like the yeah. focus. We could come up with something. Mary Mistress. Uh... Christmas. Mary murdered mistress. This is wow. This took a dark turn. Yeah. Well, it's like being on the inside of the brain trust. You know, What's you're the hearing brain trust. Well, I just mean our listeners are hearing us ideate live. Ah, yeah. And uh, so it's I'm pretty sure exciting stuff. Thrilled with this episode, but um, I like the idea of murdered mistresses. Yeah. Okay, let's kick it off. December. All right, untold untoldians. December is going to be murdered mistresses month. Yeah. True crime. Uh, we'll try to stay away from anything too, too recent. Yeah. You know, somewhat, you know, unless it's really, really good, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's true crimes. is such a like tightrope to walk sometimes. I know it. I know it. But, uh, but we'll take it from a historical angle. Yeah. I got onto this whole like podcast thing cause I had hours and hours of driving ahead of me. And so we were just like true crime podcast, history podcasts, and the best of both worlds when we would find one that kind of covered both the bases. And mm -hmm. that's how I heard about um, all these other ladies. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? I think this is a good idea. So let's do that. Sure. So that'll be coming up in December. I like the idea of us getting organized finally. 
<laughs> it's only been like what about a year? Have we been on for almost a year now? Well, close. Our, our first episode was, was the start of the February. pandemic, right? It was, I think we recorded two or three in studio and then it was shut down. Lockdown time. Yeah. yeah. So we've got, yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff to get through <laughs> <laughs> before we're free. Um, cool. I like that. Well, I'm trying to think of any other um, Weren't you going to, weren't you going to tell me, weren't? You gonna tell me some coyote stories? Yeah, I was gonna tell you Chobot's coyote backyard story. I got some coyote stories. They're not huge, but what's let me preface? Let me preface this where if anybody um, gets sad about hearing about dead cats, don't listen to this. Um, I mean, that would be me, but I guess I'll stick around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you want me to tell you? You can tell me. Okay. So, so lately on next door, cause I'm a next door lurker. I never contribute. Um, I've gotten close a few times, but I've actually deleted the comments before I sent them. <laughs> I have yet to be a contributor, but I'm definitely a lurker. There has been an uptick that I've noticed as far as people talking about how coyotes are coming into neighborhoods and hunting down the animals outside. Yeah. I have seen it so much so much more than i've ever seen it before in the 10 something years that i've lived in la there was um an outdoor cat that was living at our neighbor's house across the street and i knew about it because the neighbor came out and said hey yeah we've got this kitty we're taking care of it comes in the backyard blah 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 blah. i was like oh that's cool like thinking nothing of it Two days later, I wake up at the crack ass of dawn because my the dog's the puppy still, and so he needs to go out. So I start to take him outside, and I see him kind of like freeze and like start to wander weirdly over to this spot in the lawn. And I walk over, and there's this cat that had been eaten by coyotes. Oof, in your front lawn, backyard? Yeah, in my front, front yard. Lawn. In my front yard. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt bad, you know, poor guy, but I was like, well, I'm sorry. That's the risk of being an outdoor cat, I guess. And, yeah. uh, so, but I didn't put two and two together. Like I didn't think that it was, cause there's a lot, strangely, there is a lot of outdoor cats in our neighborhood. And I mean, I've been here for years and I've never had anything like this happen yeah. And uh, I didn't, I just never, like, I just didn't put the two and two together that it maybe was the neighbor's outdoor cat from across the oh, street. Oh, okay. So we call, um, so, you know, we uh, kind of ask around a little bit to see if anybody knows whose cat this is and nobody's claiming it. And so I call uh, animal services and they come and get the cat and that's it, right? Two days later, I get a text from the neighbor and Oof. she's like, hey, we've got this wet cat food. For the cat, do you- Wait, so what happens with the body of the cat? So pet service, pet, like pet neighborhood and- pet service comes and like, you know, okay. roadkill people come and pick yeah, it up basically yeah. from the state, from the, from the city. You know, two days later, I get this text from the neighbor saying, hey, we've got this wet cat food left over. Um, do you want any of it? I still do not put two and two together. I'm still like, oh, I guess they just bought too much. Like, I don't like it oh didn't even gosh. like I completely out of it. And that's when my husband hopped on the thread and was like, well, I got to tell you guys something. I think we found our cat and the cat. Yeah. And so. Oh, man. Yeah. 
So they were bummed. I was bummed, but you yeah. know, I also feel bad because the coyotes are coming down from the hills for a re like what's going on in the mountains that are causing these animals to come down. It's obviously hungry. My, you know, my hike, I do daily. We don't live in the same area, but, and I see yotes daily and they, somebody along the hike trail, and maybe this is like encouraged, uh, leaves out food. No, them. then you're not supposed to ever do that. Well, that's what I wondered about it. But then I thought, well, wait, maybe that helps because then it satiates them and they don't leave the hills coming into neighborhoods looking for cats and dogs. No, because there is that. food out that is like, I mean, I've seen the coyote eating it. I'm like, somebody's putting this food here yeah. for the coyotes. That's you know, weird. Like big bowls uh, underneath a tree that always gets decorated for the different holidays on my hike. Um, but I've gotten into coyote standoffs uh, where there'll just be one kind of at the top of the hill and I'm like waiting for it to move and it's just staring at me like, I'm not going to move, my guy. And uh, I see them running around in like twos and threes, kind of skipping across the trail. But they've never come after me. They're, they're supposedly... They're supposedly pretty skittish, but yeah, not they don't skittish really enough. Like, they don't really like people. I've run into them quite a few times while shooting the show because we're out in the middle of the woods or the swamp or yeah. wherever we are. And especially for when we do our Bigfoot episodes, there is a howl that I do. You've heard it. Yeah. And uh, man, that pisses them off. <laughs> like, Or it's they're the stoked. Yotes, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what I'm saying to them. Maybe I'm saying like, hey, guys, want to party? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, I do this like what is supposed to be a Bigfoot howl, but it kicks off all the coyotes. That's great. <laughs> so they're all like, Wah! yeah, and you can hear them yipping. Like you can hear them start to surround us. Like they'll start yipping and they'll like you can hear them moving and coming around in a circle around us. Yeah. While they're yipping. And then they realize, oh, they're people like, let's just go. Uh, didn't Aristotle, can you pop in just to tell us, don't you have coyotes that sleep in your backyard? Oh, yeah. Uh, hello. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't actually know what I sound like recorded. Uh, so I'm Seems sorry fine. if this is bad, but, uh, yeah, I have, I haven't seen them in a while. I know they're around. I live up on a hill, so that's why I assume I see them so often, but I had, uh, at most six sleeping in my backyard like at Whoa. once like i saw them all and they would howl every night like crazy insane howls yeah that I and find they that just unsurprising. you see them at night or do you see them in the morning like wake up and run off uh both like i can see them Damn. walking around at night but it's always in the morning that i see them like they're all still just sleeping there and uh dang no thanks i don't mind it very much but also I know it's not great. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, that was it. That's all I had to share. Well, that's good. That's a good yote roundup. Yeah. So Untoldians, um, sorry that this episode is a very short. B, <laughs> that's B my alarm. features dog snores. This features dog snores in my house alarm. Um, See, we didn't really cover too much paranormal stuff, but uh, that's mostly because I wanted to just let everybody know I'm back. I'm going to be uh, doing the podcast until I'm sent on the road again, hopefully yeah. not for a while. 
Um, I definitely want to do themed episodes per month. I think that's going to be a really cool way to help us get stay organized and yeah. to just bring some really cool stories to the forefront. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of yep. consider this like a bridging update episode uh, moving from 2020 uh, eventually into 2021 with, I don't want to say a brand new look and feel or anything because it's not going to be that hardcore, but you know, you know, spicing it up a bit. Yeah, we're getting oh, spicy. I'm interrupt oh, thanks, a podcast babe. with booze. Oh, Whoa. Oh, Special appearance. Oh, she's so stinky. Oh, she shed everywhere. Um, I thought you yeah. just said she shit everywhere. No, she shed. She's done shitting everywhere. She, we've trained Good. her well enough fish to yeah. uh, not do that. Perfect. But, um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's kind of it. I thought, yeah, like, like 2021, we were just trying to A, start this thing. I'm sorry. 2020. 2020, we were just trying to A, start this thing, B, keep it going somewhat regularly while I'm also on the road and you also have your stuff. And then, yeah, just like, just like navigate pandemic. And I feel like, okay, that was 2020, 2021's coming up. It's looking like there's going to be a vaccine on the way. Um, and yeah. even if there's not, we've kind of found a rhythm. And now that we've kind of established ourselves for the first year, we've got something going. I'll be home more often. Uh, now's the time to kind of solidify our plans. Totally. Let's <laughs> and do I feel it. good Let's about that. Like this was a good, this was a good like find our groove. Yeah. Get our stuff done, scratch the itches we needed to scratch. Um, get it on the get it on the books. And now that it's on the books, it's time to like buckle down and, and do some yeah. shit. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, with that, you want my NPR outro? Always and forever. <laughs> All right. This has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser. And you've been listening to The Untold Hour. Bye. Bye. Untoldians, that is it for this episode of The Untold Hour. Thank you for joining us on this weird and wild ride into the bizarre. If you are interested in sharing your own story of the weird, send us your listener stories to theuntoldhourpod at gmail.com. Come join The Untold Hour Convo over on my Discord server and our Facebook group. And you can follow us on our socials, Instagram at The Untold Hour and at Untold Hour Pod on Twitter. Starbands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.